Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Everything and More. On today's episode, we chat with Garrett Smith. Uh, it was a way fun chat. Uh, what I liked about it was just really laid back. Um, what I didn't like about it was just being honest myself and not having a good line of questioning. I was just so excited to uh, be there and talk with him that my questions were kind of all across the board. So I hope that it is all understood well in the podcast. Garrett is number four in the world of bull riding, which is just insane. The The idea of getting on a couple thousand pound animal and holding on and riding it for eight seconds. And it's not just an animal that you're riding. It's also one that, uh, you know, might want to uh, stab you with its horns or step on you or whatever it is. Uh, and not only is he a great bull rider, but he's also into some charity work, which, which we get into in the podcast. And um, just among many, many other things. So I really appreciate his time, and I hope that you guys enjoy the episode. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming. We, uh, I, I don't like to chat much before we hop on the podcast. We, we talk about everything before we get here. Oh, yeah. If we start talking about everything, we'll miss something when it actually happens. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. good to just go, wrong, go on with it. Exactly. I did a, a podcast <clears throat> uh, with a buddy named Matt Bitter, and... Uh, we get talking about everything before we hit record, and then we're like, "Crap, what do we talk about now? We gotta go back." Yeah, that'd have been awesome. It never, never goes as good the second time, so yeah. you always gotta just hit it the first time. Exactly. Um, so your your season's over. Twenty twenty two is over. Uh, the regular season. The regular is, yep. season. So what yep. what do the seasons look like in bull riding? Uh, it starts pretty much well. It starts October first and goes to the next October first. Oh, okay. So. Um, this like the next season's already started. Oh, got it. So there's people already that's won like eight, ten thousand dollars. Okay. It's, we haven't been going very long. Yeah. But yeah. I like uh, especially making the finals. I'll I just hang out. I'll go to our circuit finals next month and then go to the the NFR. So I like kind of keeping it low and and hanging out. We finally get to just stay at home. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. And you live here in Rexburg? Yep. Yep. Cool. Right here in Rexburg. I uh, went to Burton. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, that's where, I mean, it's a different school now, but that's where my kids go. Yep. So that's really cool. Um, how big is it, a, like a typical bowl that you get on? Um, probably about 15 to 1,800 pounds. And you weigh like 150, 160? I, 154. Yeah. Weighed, yep. <laughs> so you're getting on something 10 times the size of you, more, more than 10 times. Oh, yeah. I mean, how? What, what is it like? It's awesome. There's no better feeling. Um, it is uh, kind of nerve-wracking, but we've been doing it so long. Once you get, once you get in the shoot, you kind of get in this mode. And I got, I just have the special routine I do, and just go through it. And and uh, there's times it's like, should I nod? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe. But uh, once you nod, it's all reacting anyway. So no matter what's going on, what's going through you. Once you nod, you just your body's gonna react. That's awesome. So, <clears throat> when you say nod, you're in there. You're you're kind of kind of take me through the whole thing. Uh, you'll get down on your bull. You'll start warming your rope up, and then you'll put your hand in your rope. And when I say we are tied in, we yeah. are tied in. Um, yeah, I mean you see them sometimes, and they're they're you know the horses even come in and like. Oh yeah. You're. Yeah, we have some some pretty good raws in it. It's pretty sticky. Yeah. So uh, you get down there, tie yourself in, you'll slide up. I take a couple of deep breaths, 
and then slide up real easy and nod. Um, I hate being in the shoot. Yeah. To be honest. But I mean, it makes sense. You're in a tight little area with a 2000 pound bull. Yeah. And if they lean, it hurts. If anything, I that mean, makes sense. I mean, even leaning in on your leg, is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? And they'll buck in there pretty hard. Okay. So last year, I think July, July 1st, and that's like our big season. Like that's when it kicks off. Uh, I was going and was in the bucket shoot about to nod. Bull started bucking. Uh, foot got caught in the, uh, the bucket shoot. Broke it in five places. Oh. Had surgery on that it. That was just last year. Yep. When I was done. Yeah. Done for it. Well, I got, I got on four bulls after that <laughs> with it broken. But after that, I was like, ah, I probably better go home and fix this. Oh, man. So how many broken bones have you had? I have no clue. Yeah, just a lot. Countless. Yeah. And much. what, like, what's the most common injury? Uh, a lot of torn groins. Okay. So I don't have much for groins left. <laughs> to be honest. That's not what you want to tell the ladies. I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. A little different. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> I've been stepped on there quite a few times too, and it's not fun. I, I would imagine most people, like the the closest they have to rodeo and what it or bull riding at least and what it is is probably the movie eight seconds oh yeah so he gets he gets stepped on yeah and it's not fun yeah Yeah. i imagine yeah they did pretty good on that film because you are kind of worried yeah oh i bet yeah 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 that's a legitimate fear yeah i've been in the hospital for that one in canada really yeah how big is rodeo in canada uh rodeo is huge in canada so they have their own even canadian finals and they team up with us so, like, the money we win up there counts for down here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So. And so what is the, like, you say the money winning counting from up there to down here? What is it? Is it kind of like the end of the year, whoever's won the most money is? Yep, it's the end of the year, who, whoever has won the most money. We don't go off of points or anything. Like, the bigger rodeos just add more money. So yeah. the more money we win, the higher we are. So it's In okay, rankings? It's, yep. Okay. Yep, in rankings. <laughs> in the top 15, make the NFR, and then the top. 12 of Canada make the Canadian finals. And it was kind of cool. I was the very first American to ever win the, the bull riding title in Canada. Oh, that's way cool. Yep. And where where in Canada is that? Uh, they had it in, that was clear back in 17. They had it in Red Deer, I think. Okay. And is that, uh, where's that? Uh, above Calgary. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. No, they had it in Edmonton. They had okay. It in Edmonton. That's just like two hours above Calgary. So now it's in Red Deer. And you won you won that mm-hmm. first American to win that. Yep, won the That's whole so title. Cool. It was pretty sweet. That's really cool. What is a so winning the title up there, is it like you're on one bowl or what is it? Oh no, we go all year up there and there's like I don't know, it's just like down here, the rodeo. And you go to the finals and it's like top twelve, I think, and you get on six head. Okay. And the most money counting the finals from the year and the finals wins the year end. So, and then that's what I won. I didn't, cool. I was like one bull away from winning like the finals and the year end, but yeah. I had enough money coming in that yeah. it worked out. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> where do all these people like source their bulls? I mean, cause that's probably something a lot of people don't think about is like where these bulls come from. Yeah, that is a good question. Um, there's a lot of people that raise them. Uh, it's getting huge. They're actually starting to do like bull maturities, which is cool. I have like two year olds and, and yearlings and they'll put a, just like this box looking dummy on them and they only buck for four seconds they click it off the bull runs out so interesting it's like, it's like now they're training them just so they can be way better than they're us when tra- they've already been better than us <laughs> training the bulls yeah, to so get better it's just making it so much harder they keep getting to get 
like they're bred better and better and better yeah and they're just breeding the best bull the best cow and we're sitting here like man we probably better work out a little harder <laughs> now yeah well and it's an interesting thing because I, I think exercise hasn't you know there's typical cowboys not out there like hey i'm gonna go hit the gym because you're yeah. you're cowboying you're you know rodeoing you mm -hmm. are working out but that's a good point that you make so are right. a lot of guys starting to kind finally. of work into that yep it's finally getting bigger the whole yeah. working out thing um honestly like back when i started no one yeah i mean when i say back when i started it was like nine years ago maybe yeah when i turned 18 and uh back then no one really worked out it was kind of just all you know let's go ride bulls let's have fun it's honestly let's party yeah and now it's uh, a lot more serious there's a lot of them working out um there's still like the handful of guys that don't and, yeah and get away with it but if you want to be at the best you got to honestly you got to start doing something yeah like because there's just so many things that can happen so many things you can break so you might as well be might as well be at the top of your game yeah well and there's a there's a so what i've watched and looked at and studied and everything and you know programming for you workouts and everything um there's just an ins you're using every muscle in your entire body oh yeah it, just everything yeah i don't even know like you can't even focus on just like one thing to do because yeah. you use everything yeah like you said it's just like we do uh me and my older brother Wyatt, we do bulldogging schools so steer wrestling schools and if you haven't steer wrestled for a while and you get a hold of the steer and try to throw it down, you're going to use some muscles that you haven't used in a long time. I bet. So, and that's just like bull riding. You get on a bull, you'll use your knees more. Maybe you'll use your groins and, I don't know, maybe you'll stretch your shoulder out or something like that. Yeah. So you use literally everything. I use my head to land. So. <laughs> and everyone wears helmets now. Not everyone. No, not everyone. There's still some that don't. Okay. I'm not sure why, but yeah. they still don't. Oh, yeah. I... I, I wouldn't get on a bull, but if I did, I'd wear a helmet and a, a vest. And the vest is required. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 And I broke like seven or eight helmets now. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, I imagine the technology and all that's just kind of getting better and better, like in vests and helmets or? Yeah. I mean, so-and-so. <laughs> we, uh, I use just like a hockey helmet and a. Oh, okay. So it's not like a, like a special. No. bull riding helmet no i used to there's some out there that that they have but they're a little little heavy i think yeah so it's well, kind of just personal preference if you're breaking them <laughs> yeah and yeah. i got through quite a few of them that's that's nuts um what got you in what got you into it well my whole family rodeoed uh my dad was a pickup man and my mom was a timer for the same rodeo company hogan rodeo company from hamer and so i was born in the announcer stand so yeah. that's like all we've known as far as the whole bull riding thing, um, my older brother Wyatt did every single event except for bull riding, and we were very competitive, and I was like, well, you can't beat me at that. You're too scared, <laughs> so I hung on to it and and fell in love with it. I mean, I got on my first one when I was 12, but didn't tell mom, Yeah, I got my first <laughs> one, so worked out. And you start with... So I went to Avery's a lot on uh, Sundays. Oh, yeah. They did that, you know, they did that. They still do, actually. They do mm -hmm. that rodeo every Sunday. They call them, like, deer hoppers or something. Yep. Just the... Just the little hoppers, and then get to the little spinners, and then it's it goes up from there a lot. So in the in the movie, Eight Seconds, they he's like, is it going to... Oh, is it going to blow? Yeah, is it going to blow or spin? Is that yeah. real? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some of them will just blow out there and then spin. I like the ones that just kind of spin in the gate. Yeah. The lazier ones, but. And uh, now with it, you know, grow. I mean, it, it's such a, it's a way bigger sport than people think. Oh, it's um, huge, yeah. It, it's amazing to, to watch. Um, totally lost my train of thought there. I had a question. <laughs> I was going on and it's gone. It's I was gone. like, it's coming. It's the build up. And then, uh. <laughs> yeah, gone. Um, you talked about your dad being a pickup man. That's a tough job too that, that people don't think about. Yeah, that is a tough job. You got to have the horsepower to do it too. And the whole preparation of preparing all those horses for it and the training and all that. So not a lot of people would look towards that side of it, you know, as far as how much time you have to put into training those horses to do that. So, and on top of that, you got to have enough sense to know where that bucking horse is going to be yeah, at what time he's going to be there. And so that, that's a huge job. Um, we used to have bucking horses when we were younger and I'd pick up a few times and I hated picking up when dad was there. Cause we'd always get yelled at. We'd always <laughs> do something little wrong yeah. and he would yell. So yeah, you just going to going to rodeos and watching those guys. It's like, man, that that's you know you're watching the bucking horse or, or whatever. But you don't think about that guy. No, he's just and, in and, and you, out. And and you said you know you're stuck to that bull. They're also stuck to that horse essentially, right? Oh yeah, the bareback riders especially are. Their hand is in there and it's not coming out. I I did that for I don't know how many years. When I was younger, growing up, all through elementary, all my books said I want to be a world champion bareback rider. Okay. And that lasted until, like, junior year of high school, and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, they're insane. Oh, yeah. It hurts so bad. Even if you do good, it's still going to hurt. Yeah. Well, you watch them, and they're just, they're getting knocked the crap out. Just, yeah. It looks so brutal. Oh, it's horrible. Are both, like, bareback and, um, is it saddle bronc? Mm. Are both pretty brutal? No, saddle bronc is more of, like, a finesse, kind of. Okay. So it's a little easier on you, and make the pickup man you know a little easier but uh you can kind of get out of there you can like hang a stirrup and drag and stuff like that but i mean accidents can happen while you're sitting on a couch so yeah yeah for sure honestly it's <laughs> it's a little safer than bareback riding and uh, i thought that was way more fun i actually did that clear through my permit year in pro rodeo when i was 18 and then finally the bull riding kicked off and kept getting better so i stuck to it that's cool so how, how does someone become a, a, a pro bull rider? Uh, honestly, I didn't really go to college. So yeah. they sent me, uh, they homeschooled me ever since I was in eighth grade. So I lived with my older brother Wyatt at his college. And so I was rodeoing with all the college kids. So, I mean, in eighth grade, I had to step up to perform with them. Yeah. So uh, they let me graduate early. I was still high school rodeo and they sent me to Odessa college and just did online schools, but I got to rodeo with the team. Sweet. Well, I never got to go to college rodeos because the college finals is over our state high school rodeo finals. So that didn't work out. And so then I kind of just, uh, started going pro when I turned 18, bought my permit. Um, I got lucky, filled my permit first rodeo. I was like 86 points and won it in Starksville, Mississippi. Okay. And I uh, filled my permit, and I was like, I don't think I need college. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, and then sure. rode that high for, like, three more bulls, and then got my butt kicked. Like, <laughs> cleared to, like, 2016. I was, yeah. It was horrible till then. <laughs> Almost made the finals in 15, was, like, 25th or something like that. 
And then I was like, I can do this. And then that next year, uh, in 2016, I was having heck, and I couldn't stay on a thing. I was like, well, maybe I need to rethink my, my career. And Dad's like, oh, no, you can do it. Just keep going. Like, you didn't, you didn't come this far just to quit. So I was like, okay. So I got in kind of some new traveling partners, got in with uh, one of my heroes, Tag Elliott, and it all started with one bull. And I, I remember it. I was in California, and this bull was not very good. And rode him and I was probably only like 78 points and after that it clicked and it's like you couldn't throw me off and won like 90,000 in like three months and I was like here we are let's go yeah and it was all because they wouldn't let me quit yeah basically yeah well and that says something about training partners and how important that is oh yeah and like your traveling partners are everything it's you're a family yeah and you're with them 24-7 all year long. I see them more than my family. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's tough when you have one that's negative, Yeah. but you have to build him up, but he's got to do the same for you. For sure. That's cool. And you guys are, I mean, essentially growing up all together. You said one of your heroes, Tag Elliott. So had he been rodeoing a lot longer? Yeah. Or how was that? Yeah, he's uh, quite a few years older than me. And, uh, he'd made the NFR. And... I'd looked up to him since I was little. So he uh, kind of took me under his wing and said, here we go, we're gonna make the finals. And and uh, it ended up happening. And he's still to this day, he finally retired, but still to this day, he'll call me once a month, just, yeah. hey, how you doing, you know? And it's uh, it's pretty cool to have your hero do that. Absolutely. Dude, that's that's way cool. Um, how, how, do, how do you practice? Um, we have what's called the drop barrel. And I'll practice on that, you know, a couple times a week. And other than that, I don't practice too much anymore. But uh, the first of this year, I was kind of struggling. And I came home, and you know how cold it is here in Idaho. Yeah. And we took I took three bulls to a barn, and I bucked all three of them in three days. And just back to back to back. Yeah. And finally got on all those and, and got rolling and got my timing back again. Because, I mean, if as many injuries as I've had, I've had a lot of time off. Yeah. So I needed to get rolling again, and I feel like the more bulls I get on, the better it goes. So I stuck it out. It was cold. It was horrible. It sucked. But there was just me and my girlfriend's dad, and he would pull my rope, flank the bull, and open the gate, and I'd ride him. So it was it was pretty cool to watch, and she filmed, but. I'm pretty sure for red cap, and I don't think she'd do too much for the laugh and film. So that's awesome. So pretty much, you're you're not practicing a lot now, but if you've taken some time off because of an injury, then you'll practice a little bit before you yep. get back in. Yep. And like before our circuit finals, I'll go down to Texas, and uh, my older brother Wyatt's the assistant coach at Clarendon, Texas. So I'll go there and get on a couple bulls where it's warmer, and then right before the NFR, I'll go down and and spend like three or four days getting on bulls and then go into the NFR feeling, feeling like I know what I'm doing, I guess. Yeah. Is the NFR always in the same place? Yep. It's always been first uh, of December right there in the Thomas and Mac. I guess in the COVID year, it went to Texas. Okay. And okay. back in Other Vegas. than Texas. We're, oh, it's in Vegas. Yep. Okay. We were back in Vegas. So, and it's, it's always been in Vegas since I was born. Uh, started in Oklahoma City, but 
it moved to the bright lights of Vegas, and it's uh, it's something else. So that's the national bull riding finals. My national rodeo finals. National rodeo finals, yeah. Yep. And then uh, I remember the PBR. That was oh, down yeah. in the down in the mini dome, right? Yep. In Pocatello. Yep, they've done that, and then also they had they used to have the. Dodge Circuit Finals in Pocatello. That's right. Maybe that's what I remember. Yeah, I won the sheep yeah. riding there when I was little. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So that would have been that would have been cool. In um, eight, no, in nineteen, I ended up winning the Dodge Circuit Finals, but it was in Florida. Okay. And I just think, you know, how cool that would have been if it would have been in Pocatello oh, yeah. and all the families there. But yeah, I was still pretty, pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, it's cool to win anything or eat. I mean, you're fourth in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Like fourth and like that's that's amazing. <laughs> Just think of like all the things that you can be best in the world at, or fourth, fifth, sixth in the world. Like that's awesome. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. Does it feel like how does it feel? Because I'm not that good at anything. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It's uh, I try not to think about it. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. We got a, a long. Well, we got ten more bulls. Okay. So, and that's gonna decide everything. So you can go in. 10th you can go in 15th and still have a shot at winning the world so yeah. uh, i know one year i went in second in 2017 I had a pretty good lead after the second round i was winning the world and that third round came and they tore my acl Ooh. and uh i think i stayed on like i put a knee brace on it and stayed on like one more bull after that and i was like man it's really hard to ride with no knee yeah and then you know i've had some struggles there in the third round the next year i went in the third round i uh broke my lower back like my c5 and then had to get on seven more bulls and uh yeah i didn't ride any of those i rode one to like seven seconds but i couldn't even walk let alone ride a bull oh, i bet it was horrible yeah that is insane um so when you say like you know the different rounds what does that mean so there's It'll be 10 nights, and each night's one round, and uh, we have, like, it, this thing's going to pay, like, 28000 a round. Yeah. And then the one with the most points at the end of it, which is the average, is, like, 75000 or something like that. And we have each bull goes twice throughout the 10 days. We've already we picked them, and that whole process is a headache. We yeah. have – they send in – 700 head of bulls and we got you're picking them yeah us 20 yeah or 15 pick them with our bull riding director so we have to bring it down from 700 to 105 or 110 and that is horrible and you got to have them set in pens like the first pen is like the easy pen where it's not easy anymore i wish it was just kind of the spinners that are all really good that they ride a lot second pen is you know a step up our third pen is a, even a bigger step up or no our third pen is like the pen that nobody wants to get on um we call it the eliminator pen and they are they're the ones that are dangerous like yeah i don't know most people look at bulls and they could just see one and be like that's dangerous but no these ones they're they're the real deal like you have to have everything going right to so to you're stay on. you're to pick these you're riding them uh well these are what we get on all year long okay and so they send, and they send videos in for us. And so, and then we have a fourth pen, and then our fifth pen is like the the ninety pointers, like the ones that are, like the bulls of the year. Yeah. You know, the fun ones that are that you can be so many points on. So, and then they turn around and do it all again. 
So you have to get on the eliminator pin twice. And once you get past the elim that second time of the eliminator pin, yeah. then the finals is fun. Okay. Then you can loosen up and yeah. say, hey, let's go, let's do this. But So you said you're bringing it down to like 100 bowls? 105, I think. And then you... 110. Are those like you're kind of a lottery to get whatever bowl? Because you could get oh. on a bowl that just isn't the best, right? And, and then your score's not as good. I'm just mm -hmm. like kind of learning it myself and then trying to explain it to other people. Oh yeah. So we'll, we'll bring it down to like, we'll have like the 105 best bulls in the world. And so we'll set them in pens where they're kind of like each other. Like you can kind of be the same points on them. And then, I mean, yeah, they're animals. They can have bad trips, you know, but, but these ones are kind of proven to be yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And so you set them up there and they all go twice. So, and then, but we have, like a couple extras for re-rides every single night so but like i said that uh, eliminator pen is like that the locker room's always fun down there and i wish everyone could see the locker room down there because it is it is great everybody's laughing having a good time but the night of the eliminators it's pretty quiet interesting like there's not Just a lot of smiling going on introspection yeah it's a lot <laughs> am of like, i doing the right thing here yeah exactly it's like, oh, it's hopefully we get by this one. And that was, I kind of like those bulls and get along with them a yeah. lot better. Like the last finals I made, I was 92 or 91 or something like that on one of them. So I won the E-pin. That's awesome. That was a pretty big deal for me. So it's 50 points for the rider bulls. and 50 points for the bull? Yep. 100 points possible. It's only been done once, but that was a long time ago. Oh, they did? Someone wrote 100. Yeah. has on... Wolfman, I know the bull, but I should know who the rider was. No, you're That's good. pretty bad of me. Um, how many judges are there? Uh, there'll be two judges out. Oh, I think at the finals there's four judges out there, and they like kind of average the scores. Cool. And then you'll have judges on the on the shoot to make sure everything goes right, and you know you don't get fouled or something like that. Okay. What would foul somebody? So like if a bull. If you nod for a bull and they jump in there and, like, whack your head off the chute, it's not really a fair shot for you. So okay. then they'll give you another one. Or, or, like, they turn around backwards and hit themselves, and then they just slam you right there, and then you kind of get another one. Just yeah. the, all the little things that can happen with animals, pretty yeah. much. Uh, how often does that happen? Mm, more often than you think, because really? these things are pretty hair-triggered. Like, they know the game just as well as we do. Like, they've been bucked quite a few times, and yeah. like I said, now that they've been training them, yeah. Like they, they know, they hear that, that gate crack open, like it's, it's go time. Yeah. And half the time there'll be those bulls that sit in there and just shake. Like they're, Cause so, they're ready to go. Oh yeah. And you're like, Oh wow. I'm not that ready. He's kind of looking down and I'm like, eh, calm down, but it's not, not time yet. But they stretch a little more and then, yeah, I don't really look at them too much. You just get on and go. Oh, yeah. How often do bulls get injured? Uh, that can happen quite a bit, um, especially with the younger bulls that are trying so hard and just don't know their footing yet. Uh, we had one, a really good one this year, that broke his leg at a fraternity. So, so they break their leg or they just done? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. They just put them down? And... Yeah. Because, I mean, it's an animal. and They're probably feeding those things steroids, and they're probably jacking those things there's, up. There's some that they used to, actually, and they got caught. So. <laughs> They uh they check for that now, but they check it in the animals. Yep, but their feeding program is like 
top of the line. Yeah. It's like us eating perfect. Yeah. And we don't. (laughs) (laughs) I like candy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is just off, offhand question, but in every sport, especially when there's money, there's going to be, you know, steroid use and, and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Would that even matter in bull riding? No, you, you know, someone's you, out there doing anabolics or whatever. You get too big. Yeah. And I want to stay small. Yeah. Honestly, because I think the smaller you are, the less you have to throw around and stuff like that. And, and you can kind of make those moves that are that are harder, stuff like that. Because it's like you'll see some of them big guys and it's it's tough, especially when you get on a little bull. Like it's, it's okay. not impossible, but yeah. it's a lot tougher to have all that weight and that centrifugal force is going on and. It doesn't work out as well. And if you're a little guy, you can kind of get by that. That makes sense. So, you're, you know, pro athletes, you thinking about diet? I've been eating better since you've been giving me these workouts. I've been actually eating better. That's We've been cool. serious this yeah. time. Heck yeah. So, the last uh, the last three finals is, I mean, they've been great. I'm happy with them, you yeah. know. But I always went in there like, sweet man we made the finals like this is it this is cool but no i i'm finally training now with you and and eating a whole lot better and so i feel like we're actually going into this one prepared yeah instead of just man we're here that's cool how are most people preparing i mean i say most people you know the the top 20 how are they how are they preparing i don't know there's some that are working building fence and then there's You know, there's the couple that don't do much at all. Yeah. But I don't know how most of them are. You're spilling your secrets on here. They're going to know. know it. They're going to they're gonna start in, uh, uh, with a coach. and. <laughs> I bet they're working. I know, like, the bareback riders and stuff like that, they're working. Like, yeah. Hard, hard. But the bull riders, we're coming around to it. But the bareback riders beat us to the whole working out. That's for sure. How, you know, I think of eight seconds, like, the hardest workout that i could do in eight seconds i mean you can you can deplete yourself in eight seconds i'm sure it's the same when you're trying to hang on to a two thousand pound bowl oh yeah like sometimes you'll get off and it's like you just ran a marathon yeah and i know where are we at uh burley idaho this year i got on three of them back to back to back oh yeah and i was like oh i don't think i'm built for this anymore <laughs> At that point, I was like, man, maybe I am getting too old, and I'm only 27. But What's the lifespan? What are the ages? Long, no, I bet. Not long at all. And is it injury? Uh, a lot of it is, yeah. But, I mean, you'll. there's one guy right now that's like 34, Jeff Askey. 34 or 36, but he's a freak of nature. Like, I don't know if he works out 24-7 or is just lucky. Yeah. Because he, like, he looks like he's still 25 years old and – He's 10 years older than that. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. And he is having the best year of his life. I think he's third right now. So I look at him and I'm like, maybe I do got quite a few years left. Yeah. And then you look at some of the bulls and you're like, ah, I don't know. I think they're <laughs> well, life after this. And it, yeah, if the bulls are getting bigger and better and. Oh yeah. Like even, even just since the ones that, that we've started raising when I started with the Alan Teller from Sam and Idaho. He's kind of like a second dad. He took me under his wing and taught me everything about bull riding. Like, we've had some great bulls when I was younger, but now it's just stepped up to where we finally have some some awesome stuff. 
So you guys have bulls as well? Yeah. Yeah, we have quite a few of them. Actually, too many. He <laughs> says, I like having a lot of them. But uh, I got hooked in with him when I was 14, I believe. He had this bull called Bonafide, and it was a, he just bought him from the, like, from D&H, I think, from Oklahoma. And this bull just, just came from the PBR finals. And he was in the short round. He bucked off, like, the top three guy in the world. And I had rode one of Allen's bulls before, and I think he thought I was a lot older. Yeah. And uh, so he, we have this practice, and there's just, like, mini bulls, and then me getting on this big bull. And this thing's huge. And he goes, all right, kid, let's see what you got. I'm like, who are you, you know? <laughs> and uh, he runs this thing in, and this thing does buck. And I ride him to eight seconds, step off on my feet, and just kind of smile and look at him. And he's like, yep, you're coming with me. And he has took me in, and I literally call him dad. Yeah. So he's he's there every step of the way. He's it's either a good phone call at the end of the day or a bad phone call and what I've done wrong. But, yeah, he's taught me everything I know, and that's, that's who I'm going hunting with. Oh, now. cool. Yep. So. Okay. So he'll watch your rides and then kind of coach you through, like, hey, you do this, do that. Yep, especially because now everything's kind of on the Cowboy Channel. And so, I mean, I'll have a text before I get changed. So and it's uh, – Sometimes it's really good that it's on the Cowboy Channel, and sometimes yeah. it's really not. Oh, yeah, I bet. So you get a lot of, a lot of criticism, and a lot of, a lot of people, you know, back there saying, "Well, you should have done this, you should have done that," and it's like, it's a whole lot different when you're there. Definitely. Like, and then especially, everything in person looks a lot better than on camera. Yeah. Is, and so, like sometimes you'll see a bull ride, and you're like, "Wow, that was." That was top line. That was amazing. You'll watch it back on camera, and it's like, that was above average. Yeah. But it's like, if you were there, you would have seen the electricity, the feeling, and all that. And you're like, that was awesome. Yeah, it's so different. Even just local, small rodeos, mm-hmm. in person, it's so cool. Oh, yeah. So, there's, so cool. There's nothing like it. Yeah, like, what does your typical day look like? Um, I guess it probably depends on season. Yeah, it just depends on what, what time. Uh. If we're rodeoing and we're rodeoing hard like July, I will uh, will go to the rodeo that night. I I can get in. I'll drive to like five six in the morning because we're going nonstop, and then I get to sleep pretty much all day long. Yeah. And wake up rodeo, and then I drive. So there's not like people see rodeo and they're like, man, you guys are just out there having fun, and and yeah, it is fun, but there's so much driving that we have I to bet. do. It is crazy. Yeah. And we're we're lucky to that I have a, the van that I had and the setup, but it wasn't it wasn't real easy to to get. You know, you got to work for it. So I uh, made the, my first finals in a, a Chrysler 300. We drove that everywhere to sleep in Motel Sixes. Yeah. So it was rough. Uh, and sleep's so important. No one like not a lot of people think about sleep, but it's it's so important to you're a professional athlete. You gotta. Oh yeah. You got to get that sleep, but your day looks different because you're, are, you say you rodeo and then you drive. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll rodeo and then, then I'll drive at night because then I can sleep during the days and then you kind of have to, I don't know, switch it up, which sleeping's a little rough sometimes. I bet. Cause, and then especially sleeping in a moving vehicle, like we have beds in the van and all that, but 
still, you don't get the sleep you do when you're at home in your bed. Yeah. And your van is sweet. You showed it, you showed it to me. How did that all happen? Uh, I had a first van before that. Well, I had the, the little gold 300 and then I had a minivan and then I was like, I seen some people do some things with these bigger vans and I bought my first one from Caleb Bennett and it was just a, a Dodge cargo van and he already had it decked out and it was perfect. And I bought that when I made my first finals. And then after that, I sold it. And I was like, I want to build my own. I want kind of my own setup. And so I purchased that thing the first of 2018. And then I designed it all and had a buddy that used to live here, TJ Weatherby. He lives in Powell now. He uh, he built all of it from start to finish. And uh, in high school and through that, every winter I'd go and we'd build wood furniture and uh, living quarters trailers. So the dude's good. Yeah. So he, he put it all together for me and turned out amazing. So what all does it have? We got uh, my beds in the back, um, two bunk beds that fold down and then fold it back up when you're driving or when you're just sitting hanging out. Uh, it's got a shower in it, a sink. Um, I think it has five TVs. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you showed me. Didn't it have like an Xbox and everything? Oh in yeah, there? <laughs> we got the Xbox for for the basketball matches that go on, and uh, that's about it. Oh, it's got surround sound, and a bass. Uh, it's got a pretty good sound system. We'll say that. If I don't want someone to sleep in there, they won't be sleeping. They won't be sleeping. Um, and you're you're all over the place. So you, you you said that just driving is a big part of rodeo. How how many rodeos are you hitting a year? Uh, I think I went to. 75 to 80 this year but there's people that's been to 125 our limit is 125 so they won't let you do more than that or what you, do you can mean? but it you can go to more than 125 rodeos but the money after you win doesn't oh. count towards the finals okay so if you go to 125 you better be making the finals or yeah you might as well just go home okay <clears throat> and in those 125 you better be hitting the good rodeos right the ones yeah. that are paying exactly you gotta hit the the awesome rodeos in the winter and then then you gotta have a, a good fall and a good summer so uh the most i think i've ever been to in a year might have been 100 maybe and that was and that was pretty taxing yeah that was that was rodeo and that's one 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 bull or is that multiple a night there's rodeos where you get on two a night there's you get on your first one then they have a top 10 or top 20 so i mean you could get you could get on 100 and 30 140 bulls a year honestly especially with three rides and then and all that so and the bigger rodeos they have like two rounds and a short round so especially the winter ones um san antonio and houston in the winter you'll get on like six or seven bulls so i've never sat down and counted how many i've yeah. been on in a year i don't want to it might scare no me. it might scare you but I, I would be curious like how many times you've ridden in your life I don't think there's a way to. Tell. Uh, yeah, there's probably not. Uh-uh. There's that uh, <clears throat> that that ten thousand hour theory. Uh, you know, you're a master at ten thousand hours. I wonder at what point. I mean, you said that it clicked. You know, you were, you just kind of had that one bowl that wasn't that great of a bowl, right? Mm-hmm. But it just clicked for you. Yep. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever gonna really master this. Yeah. This one, you know, but but yeah, it will click. Um, especially when you're first starting and when you get on like your first one or 
even your first one of the season, it it goes by so fast. Like, like how in the heck did I ever do that? Because it's just like fast forward just happens quick. And then the more you get on, it slows down. And, and you get to kind of thinking a little bit more. I think a little too much sometimes and yeah. fall off. But as long as I stay out of my own head, it works pretty good. And it's a roller coaster. The whole year is just like a roller coaster. I mean... You can win one rodeo, be 93 points, the next day you're going to fall off second jump. Yeah. So you got to bounce right back up and go back at your third bull like nothing ever happened. you got to take the good from the bad, you know, and uh, figure out what you did that last that last time wrong and then forget the rest. Yeah. I mean, we get a, we got like a, that many rodeos a year, get on that many bulls. We don't have time to worry about one bull. It, yeah. It's just one bull. And they all have different personalities. Yeah. Yeah, some are nice and some aren't so nice. I'll tell you that. Some some spin, some whatever they call it, shoot. Yeah, or, some spin, some blow up, some have where it sucks back and you land on their head. And some want to jerk you down on their head. and well, It's all sorts of things. You got to be prepared for anything. That's so cool. So the mental, the, like the mental side of it, how have you developed and worked on that side? Uh, my family's always been huge into the mental side. And so I've, we've been studying that since why it was in high school. So I had to been, you know, third, fourth grade. We've been, I've been watching him and, and studying it. And sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. But that, the whole mental side's huge. Um, like I said, you got to take the good from the bad and, and forget what happened last time. I mean... Yeah, you might have just been 93, but it's a new day. You start again. Uh, yeah, you might have just fell off in two jumps of one that, uh, I don't know, somebody's little brother could have rode, but yeah. that happens. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's really hard when you're younger to understand that because, you know, you have that mindset of, yeah, you're unstoppable when you're young and you can ride anything, but you're not going to ride everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and what a tough game because <clears throat> when you're young and, and more immature, you're also uh, young and you can bounce back. And, you know, you said it's not a, like a, not an old person's game. You mm-hmm. know, 36 is old. Yeah. And so it's kind of sad. It's like you, <laughs> you, <you're, laughs> the, the mental side is not developed and then you get older and then your mental side is developed. So it's like, well, right now you're in that prime. I th- you're I in that where your mental so. side is good, your physical side is good. I think so, and it's what I've been told. Yeah, what people have been saying. So I don't know. I, I was dumb as a kid, um, especially starting. I'd get on anything, and you know, there's there's bulls that out there that will hurt you, and I've finally figured that out. And Dad's kind of tortured me into into finding that out like uh i had one bull in in 2018 i just got off a knee surgery um was on a sweet comeback i got to rodeo for two months one like i just got into the top 15 from starting with just just two months yeah and it's on a roll i think i rode 15 in a row and that's unheard of and was making the finals at that point and i had a bull that was not good at all. Like, didn't even buck. And Dad's like, I don't think you should get on and just skip that. It's a little rodeo. Like, no big deal. Like, you're 
you're where you want to be right now. And me being me at the time, I'm like, no, I, he's going to be good. And he wasn't, and he stepped on me and broke my pelvis down both sides. And I was out for the rest of the year again. So that whole year, I was off of crutches for three months, two and a half, three months. Just off crutches Just for off three crutches. months. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, from knee surgery to broken pelvis. So that was a that was a rough one. Yeah. I think so, that was my worst. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds Yeah. That's nuts. How often are people giving up bulls? What do you mean? Well uh, so Oh oh know. like turning them out? Yeah. There's you know, there's a handful of bulls that that we will turn out. And uh I think we all you know, it's a huge family, so we all communicate. And there's there's some that we don't like that, you know, you don't want to see your buddies get hurt. For sure. So, I mean, it's getting a little bit more now. Like, you'll turn out and kind of making a statement of, hey, we don't want that bull. Yeah. But Just because they're dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's still those, you know, kids like I was that are like, oh, he ain't that bad. And then yeah. they figure out he's that bad. Interesting. That Yeah, that's so crazy. I'm so curious about the genetics of them. Um are there certain, you know, there's like Holsteins and, and Herefords and stuff for like meat cows and milk cows. Are there certain breeds for bucking bulls or? Honestly, I would be curious of what a bucking bull is. I, like people ask like, what what breed is a bucking bull? It's a, it's a bucking bull. Yeah. I mean, there's some that are some Bramer. You know, there's quite a, quite a bit of Bramer in them. But even that's still few and far between. So pretty much just taking like a good cow and a good bull, putting them together, doesn't really matter what they are, just as long as the genetics are good to, to buck better. Yep, yep. As long as, as long as they're athletic and they buck, they'll breed them together and, and hopefully get a superstar. How, how big is rodeo in China? I don't know. Because there, they would just genetically engineer it to whatever they wanted oh, it to yeah. be. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We could have anything we wanted. Yeah. You might. You might not even know it. <laughs> I just, like, I wish we could do it and have them all turn left and just spin left. That'd just, be cool. Yeah. I, well, but then other people would, uh, but then other people would learn the game, too. Oh, that's fine. Some people <laughs> don't ride very good away from their hands, so it works out. Different riders have different techniques. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we all ride different. Um, you can go to a school, and they'll teach you how to ride, you know what I mean? But we learn our own style. Like, I might take a little bit from this guy, take a little bit from this guy, take a little bit from this guy, and make my own. So it's, like, and we're also all, you know, built different. So yeah. some people ride bulls better that go left. Some people ride them better that go right. Some people ride lean back a lot more. Or they ride forward more. Uh, they ride with their knees more. Uh, there's all sorts of ways, and I think you just take all of them, mix them together, and make your own. So that's about the easiest way to explain it, because I never really went to any schools. It was kind of just like a taught-yourself type thing. Yeah. And watched a lot of videos. And the one time I did go to a school, um, I liked it, but I started riding worse. Yeah. And so I went and... <clears throat> And even during the school, it was like a rough stock school. And dad was over with the bucking horses. And I was like, dad, I don't, I don't really like what's going on. I'm just going to come ride Bronx. And so I just, 
uh, put the bull rope back in the bag, went over and rode bucking horses for the guy and yeah. had a blast. There's probably like some core principles that you can learn in a school, but other than that, oh yeah, I mean in in this sport, you're just going out and reacting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. As long as you get those fundamentals down, like when that bull's front end goes up, you go forward, and when he kicks, you got to meet the kick and lean back. If you can do that, and you can keep in the middle, um, like that's kind of all there is. Like you keep a leg on each side and go forward and back, and it some people are going to be like oh it's not that simple but it really really is yeah to be honest. well and the more you've done it the more bulls you've ridden you know you talked about how the rides have slowed down how they used to be so fast and now they've they've slowed down once you're like you said you can't master it but once you're getting towards that side of mastery <clears throat> it's like like jujitsu or you know martial arts or whatever it does it slows down a yep. little bit and you can you can react instead of Mm -hmm. yeah you can react and like if you're in kind of like a little bit in trouble like to into your hand you can kind of make you kind of know the moves to make to get back to the middle and some of those are really hard to explain and i'm not gonna lie there's a couple of those you kind of close your eyes and give it the hell mary and yeah and then start again and as long as you go back to the front that next jump you'll catch back up and, and catch the timing back up i mean that's how it's supposed to work i mean it doesn't Obviously, it doesn't always work like that. For sure. For I sure. wish it did. Dude, and all the little tiny movement. Like, it's just, it, it's mind-blowing to me that someone could even stay on a bull for eight seconds. So. All right, yeah, like, you move your inside foot a little bit too far down or too far up, uh, your foot comes out of them, your weight goes this way, you're bucked off. I mean, it's a little thing that can go wrong that can buck you off, and, and even just, like, an easy one. If you... The thing I struggle with is sometimes I'll get on an easy one and relax and be like, well, this, this wasn't as hard as they said. And it's crazy to think that I could be up there and that's how my mind works, but it, it does. And it makes me so mad because <laughs> I'll fall off and I'll be like, well, it's because I was thinking this was easy, you know, and I'll, I'll tell dad that all the time. And he just gets so mad. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, you're riding the bull. Come on. He's like, you got to be, you got to be in the zone. I'm like, dad, I don't, I don't get in the zone. Like, I, you get on and nod. Like, you react. Yeah. Yeah. If I do that, I ride the best. Like, a lot of people wear mouthpieces. I chew bubble gum. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I stay relaxed. If I'm sitting in there chewing bubble gum, everything's relaxed, you nod. Interesting. And there's probably a middle ground there, you know, being complacent and being ready. and But not being... Too, you got to be relaxed, but you can't but be yeah, too relaxed. Yeah, you can't, you can't really be back there, you know... I yawn, but yawn. You yawn on a bull? I yawn before, <laughs> before all okay. of them. I always yawn, but it's because you're, you're getting more air. Yeah. So that's what I tell people. It's like, I just relax, getting more air. I'm fine. I'm ready. Yeah. So there's contractors that are, that look at me and they're like, man, I got, I just want to slap you in the back or something, get you going. I was like, I don't, I don't need Like, that. I actually don't need to go because like, you you're in get, that middle ground. I was like, think about this. If somebody, if you're just sitting there relaxed and somebody punches you in the face, you're going to be fired up pretty fast, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Once you nod, it clicks. It's ready. Hmm? It's go time. And you're saving all that energy for when it clicks. Makes sense. That's part of the mental game. Mm-hmm. And that's part that's hard to figure out. But it's, part, it's hard to explain to a younger kid that. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Well, and it takes, it just takes that 
all the bulls. It takes all the mm-hmm. all the rides, all the all the fails. mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You learn from failure, for sure. So that's what I go tell all the schools I go talk to for Project Filter, is you learn from failure. Like I I love the motivational stuff. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. So you you uh, are sponsored by Project Filter. Yep. Idaho Project Filter, which is Idaho's Coalition Against Tobacco. So I get to go around and, and talk to schools about how, you know, you can live the life without chewing and smoking and without tobacco. And, and now it's the vaping is yeah. huge. And so you get to go talk to all the schools like that. And you get to see these kids, his eyes just light up, especially when you they see this highlight video. And, and they know that someone around here can and make it, you know, and live their dream. So I love going and talking to them. Uh, I just went to one last two days ago, actually, who we went to Stetson Jorgensen's uh, elementary school. And Stetson's winning the world in the steer wrestling right now for oh, Black cool. So he was one of my best friends growing up. So me, Stetson Jorgensen, and Dirk Tavner are all making the finals this year. And we're all from, from Idaho and on the Project Filter team. So we've been teaming up and going to schools. So, I mean, I just think if I was a little kid and these three guys that are making the NFR come and, and talk to us. Like, how cool is that? Heck like, yeah. That, that to me means more than, you know, like going and having a guy with a suit and tie come in and, and tell these kids, you know, these are all the facts about how this is bad for you. You just show them how it's bad for you and yeah. show them that there's life without it. Yeah. And I think kids can understand that more by just, by seeing it and seeing it happen. And, instead of just throwing a bunch of numbers and scary pictures at them. Like, For sure. show them that it's cool to not do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, actually, uh, I don't know the numbers or whatever, but, you know, I learned more about drugs with D.A.R.E. than, than I didn't learn what I, you know. Oh, yeah. I remember the, the D.A.R.E. Or it, it, yeah, it was, the, it was the D.A.R.E. officer. He's like, here's all the different ways that kids are hiding their their bongs and their stuff. I was like, Thanks, I didn't even man. know. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. You can do that with a pop can. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, so, man. I love that you do that. Oh. You go in and get, kind of give them the motivational side and what they can do. Oh yeah. Like you can go throw numbers in front of their face the whole time. They're just, they're not going to care. Yeah. But if you can show them that it's cool to not do it, then we have a chance. Yeah. You know? That's all you need the chance. How, how many bull riders are still, you know, kind of do, live in the party life. Uh, I don't want to say still. That sounds like it was the party life at one time, but, you know. It's how, slowed down a lot. Yeah. But there's still, you know, there's still the younger kids that come up that do. Yeah. But there's a, a handful of us now that, that get pretty serious about it. How but, prevalent are, are uh, like, hard drugs? Uh, not really anymore, to be cool. honest. Cool. Especially not in, not at our level. There's really not that many mushrooms probably do better for uh bull riders than than like uh, i could imagine <laughs> heroin or um yeah there's a couple of the bull riders you know that you know smoke weed but yeah as far as like bad things it's that's kind of like the old style of bull riders yeah the old style style of bull riders were a lot tougher than us i think dude i so when i was a paramedic and i would go to local rodeos and and just kind of cover the rodeo it would blow me away. Someone would clearly have a broken leg 
and you're like, hey, you need to go get this checked out. Like, we can take you or, you know, just get up there. No, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm you good. clearly have a broken leg, man. Yeah. Like, you were just a hardcore cowboy. Oh, it's yeah. nuts. Uh, when I broke my pelvis, I get, it broke it down both sides, and then I was bleeding internally. I, uh, I walked out. Like, I had put my gear back away, and I went and helped my buddy because he was in the short round that, that night in Coeur d'Alene, and... And then after he got off, I was like, hey, man, I think we should probably probably go to the hospital. I guess I'm pretty sore. Can't really walk. We go in there, and this thing's busted down both sides. This guy's like, you're oh. bleeding internally. And I'm like, so you're saying I could have died? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right. I guess I should have come sooner. But yeah. No, I, I we would go on calls to people that would literally slam their finger in a car door. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why are you, why are you, why calling, are you us? calling us? And last night I was at a... You know, rodeo and a 15-year-old girl wouldn't go to the hospital. I mean, she's way tougher than you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Some college kid with a hurt thumb. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, yeah, my best year, we were in Lewistown, Montana. And I had this bull that I've wanted to get on forever. I've seen him on the PBR. His name was Percolator. And I was so excited to get on him. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to win this thing. I remember putting my rope on him. And I remember what he looks like, and that's it. And uh, I guess I rode him. I was, I think I was like 88 points, won the rodeo, all that. Well, I guess when I got off, he stepped both feet in the middle of my back, like lower back, and it cut all the oxygen off to my brain. And they said I walked out, sat down, passed out, eyes rolled in the back of my head, and I was bleeding out of my mouth, gurgling. And they, uh, they actually, the paramedics there pronounced me dead to my travel partners. And they were like, I don't know how we're going to tell his parents this. And then I guess a couple minutes later, I woke up and stuff spinning. And like, it went from bright white to spinning and people looking at me screaming. And I'm like, eh, That's I'm going to have a headache after this one. That's great. I was a much better paramedic than that. Um, <laughs> no, that. So you got stepped in the back. Yeah, both feet right in the middle of my back. And so I just cut all the oxygen off of my brain. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. I just whispered like Joe Biden. <laughs> I just, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I wish I remember. That's the one bull ride I wish I remember. But you didn't get hit in the head. Nope. But it just, but it cut off the circulation. So probably like concussion-like symptoms, mm -hmm. but didn't get hit in the head. Yeah. And then the next day we went to Canada and I was 88 points, came back to Preston, Idaho and I was 89 points. I won four of them in a row. That's awesome. And I was like, I ain't quitting now. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that bad. I didn't break <laughs> anything. And they're like, yeah, well, you almost died. It's like, I didn't. We're I fine. Didn't, so let's go. <laughs> let's keep it, keep it going. You know, I'm kind of impressed, too, how you remember all these numbers and towns and places and names. And that's oh, it, cool. It's weird. You'll, like, some bulls, you even remember their numbers forever. So there's a lot of, a lot of rememberable stuff. And a lot of the bulls' names I'll remember. And... But there's also a lot I've forgotten. Yeah. I just remember the cool ones, I guess. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite bull you've ever ridden? Uh, I wanted to say that one, but I don't remember any of it. Um, my favorite bull I've ever been on would either be Bruiser, which was the three-time bull of the year. I got on him when I was, like, 19, and he was at the top of his game, and I rode him for, like, four seconds, I think. And then... Man, you hit me with that question. That, oh, I, 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 and if you don't have an answer, it's all good. Uh, if you don't tough. have an answer for it. Because normally I could just ramble it off of 
of what bulls. Now I can just think of which ones bucked me off the buck. Yeah. So what was the worst? Uh, Spotted Demon bucked me off really hard at the finals my first year. Fitting name. Yeah, and I was. They said he was bad and, and he was hard, and I went with all I had. I had the coolest picture on him, it's favorite picture ever, but I went with all I had, and he still clicked my feet, and I landed on his head at like six and a half seconds. And I was like, man, that would have been cool. But it, honestly, that I built off of that, and then I was like round nine, and I was like, if, well, if I can ride that one to that long, I can ride this one, and ended up winning round ten. So I guess my favorite bull would be probably, they call him Jay Lazy, after G had him. And I won the first round of Cheyenne on this bull. I won my very first round at the finals, round 10, on him. And then I won round two on him my next finals. So that bull made me like 80000 or something like that. And so I bought two heifers out of him. Cool. And ended up keeping them. So, and they're at Alan's house right now. Heck yeah, that's awesome. So you're taking a lot of your winnings and investing it into the future? Yep, trying to, Yeah, at least. Mom's pretty good with it, That's I guess. cool, yeah. She tells me kind of where to go with it, but a lot of the buck and bulls is where, where a lot of it goes. And and I got some horses with the brothers that I've partnered with and, and stuff like that that have been going well, so. <sighs> I think, I don't know, definitely not an expert, but I think uh, ranching, cattle, horses, farming, it's not a bad place to be right now. Uh, it's not too bad at all. <laughs> it's cool. No, and, you, and you get away from everything. Yeah. I like uh, I like being out. You know, we don't live far out of town, but we are far enough out of town that we don't get bothered much. And it's cool. I don't leave the house yeah. much at all. To be yeah. honest, I can just whip the ranger around wherever I want. Grandma and Grandpa's house is right down the road. Dad lives three miles away. I mean, it's kind of perfect spot that's so cool and that's what the world is missing is that i mean I, I need to be better at it myself just disconnecting getting out nature oh i'm good at it that's awesome like uh a few weeks ago uh it's probably been a month ago now uh facebook deleted my whole facebook deleted my facebook. they deleted yours oh yeah it got hacked everything oh, got okay. deleted it deleted that deleted instagram I went two weeks without it. Yeah, he didn't it was even know. The best two weeks of my life. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. And then I was like, ah, oh, sponsors are going to be pissed. <laughs> so I started some new ones. So. They just, they deleted your account. Did you say something against, like... Yeah, I sent them, like, my ID, my passport, pictures of everything. And they said, due to COVID, we don't have enough people to look at this right now. And I was like, you guys are stupid. So I'm that not, is crazy. So I'm not it was special. hacked and deleted, or... Yep. Or like you said something and they deleted it. No, it was hacked and deleted. That is crazy. Because I don't, Dude, I don't it's hardly post. One, one of your rivals. I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was. I don't know what it was, but it was dumb. And I was like, I hate social media. Yeah, and it was, really is dumb. I mean, people build their entire lives and their entire. And they're always on their phones. Yes. Twenty four seven. Like I like how I could text you and then it's like the next day. Hey, man, how are you? I'm like. I was pretty good yesterday, but today I'm good too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was I was talking to mom. I was like, you know, Tyler, you don't you don't text back fast. I kind of like it. Like it <laughs> like it's cool. Like he's not on it. And I'm like, and the world needs that. Oh well, I need to be better at responding to people in my texts. It's it's oh, pretty it's, bad if yeah, if you look fine. at how many I haven't responded to. It's, it's I like bad. it. I'm like here. If I really need something, I I 
I know I could call you and yeah. you'd answer oh, yeah. right there. Definitely. So, I think I think that's how we all should be. But yeah. I know I, I get yelled at for not answering my phone a lot, so I uh, I don't like them very much. No, I think that's awesome. And and like you said, you know, you go into high schools and, and teaching them what tobacco free can be can also just be a good example to uh you don't need to be on your phone 24 7 you don't oh, need yeah. to be i mean dude social media addiction is 100 percent a thing oh it's horrible yeah and like they'll that's why some people don't sleep yeah it's like you have a job and then you go home you're on social media all night long you get a couple hours of sleep and then you complain all day that you're tired yeah so it and then they still don't get it you're like huh all right and i a cool deal that I've learned uh, just to talk about to schools and that is, I know I have the Xbox in the in the van, but that's like someone else is driving. Yeah. And we're gonna play some golf or play some basketball while someone else is driving, you know. But you look at these kids and they're playing Fortnite, they're playing Call of Duty, uh, basketball, football, all that. And I can sit there and ask them, I'm like, how much are you guys playing this? And they'll be like, oh, I played every day for this long. And I'll be like, all right. So think about it. If you put that effort into your dream, your goal, like yeah. what you wanted to be, if you put all that time in there, look at how much farther you're gonna get in life. And then you ask them, so playing those games, how has that gotten you any farther to, to what you wanna be when you grow up? And they'll be like, oh, well, I play football and I wanna play football. And I'm like, well, sweet, your thumbs are great. Yep. Yeah, how's the rest of your body doing? Exactly. So I, and that's a new one that I just started with. and. I read that the other night and I was like, dang. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're, for that. yeah, I'm glad that you're chatting with kids about that too. Cause it, it's nuts. And, and the algorithms, like I have a TikTok, and I'll scroll through it and I'm like, this knows me. It's yeah. like fitness, conspiracy theory, <laughs> fitness, conspiracy you, theory. You and my mother. Dude, yes. your mom. I love it. I'll, I'll like post something just so off the wall random and she's like i know oh, right? you know all of this it's <laughs> <laughs> it's great need to have her on here and just talk conspiracy theories it'd be like a three-hour podcast that'd be way more than that <laughs> i hear it every night <laughs> it's it, she's very informed oh yeah and she really likes telling you about it yeah too. yeah it's yes. awesome i haven't seen her in a while i need to I need to reach out to her well man i appreciate you coming on and chatting and yeah. and um just keep it up. It's cool to to watch you in your zone, and I've kind of seen you over the last few years, and I've watched you get in this zone. And it's, you know, even someone like I don't, I wouldn't purport knowing really anything about rodeo. So it's cool from an outsider to be able to see that. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's been a it's been a good year, and I think it can only get better now, especially with with you sending me these workouts, and actually, like I, I feel good. Good. Like I finally feel like I'm almost ready, you know, yeah. instead of just going in there like, oh, yeah, let's just go have fun. Yeah. Like, no, let's let's win. Heck like, yeah. yeah. You can only do this for so long. Exactly. And and just keeping up, <clears throat> you know, keeping good communication and whatever you need. Um, you doing any like visualizing and and uh, kind of mental imagery uh, type stuff? I've been doing a lot of mental stuff. Cool. Um, and that. I think that's been great. Um, I've finally been been busy, busy, and I I figured this would be the off season, you know, and and we'd slow down. But this has been the busiest off season I've ever had, and I've learned more than I ever have. And I uh, we just started a new deal with 
that's going to happen at the finals for breast cancer awareness. Oh, sweet. So it's going to be huge. And there's been more to it than I thought could ever come to it. So we built like a pair of pink shafts. Oh, cool. We're, I'm going to have everybody sign them at the finals. And I'm going to ride with them at pink night. And then we're going to raffle them off. It'll be like 20 bucks a ticket. It's really cool. And I got, I mean, I got the Mirage in on it. I'm going to raffle them off at their after party. Like, it just went went huge. And mom's like, well, what, what do you want to call it? And I was like, Shaps of the Bright Lights. And she's like, what about Pink Shaps of the Bright Lights? I'm like, all right, sounds good. And I was like, let's make it easy, mom. Pinkshaps.com. Yeah. And it was open. Oh, that's and awesome. I was like stuck. And so, uh, I've, we've been doing podcasts for it. We've been doing video shoots for it. Uh, the website comes out next week. Cool. So it's been, I've learned a lot. Yeah. I've had it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will be easy. You know, uh, my girlfriend's dad, Ben, had a, had the idea. We were sitting in a horse pen. And he's like, you need to do this. And I was like, you know, that is a good idea. Let's start it. And it started and it just, it's just kept going and rolling and getting bigger and bigger. It's really cool. Like, so is it? Well, I mean, what is what is it? So, this is going towards uh, breast cancer, and we teamed up with uh, Chicks and Chaps, and they're out of Montana. Um, and so, the cool thing about what we're doing with them is this money that we raise with the twenty bucks a ticket, it'll funnel right to their right to their deal, and the money goes to an individual that needs it instead of like. A whole organization. Yeah. 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 I didn't want to say it, but an organization, you send money in there, you don't know where it goes. Exactly. You don't know if it goes anywhere. But this goes to an actual person that is going to help them with their medical bills or it's going to help them get hotels so they can can get their chemo. They can help their family. So the cool thing is, is I get to give back and, you know, maybe save somebody's life and dang sure save the family's life. Heck yeah. So. Dude, that's so cool. I hope this thing goes big, and it. Uh, I think when it finally comes out, it's going to be, be huge. Yeah. So that's pink pinkshaps.com. Pinkshaps.com. Yep. And next week it'll the website will come. I out. think next week the website will be up. It's really cool. Yeah, and uh, it was funny. Like me and you can sit here and talk like this all day long. It's easy. But we were uh, we were filming for it, and this guy's like, "You have to say this, 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 and this, and you have to say it perfectly." Yeah, I suck. <laughs> it was bad. I was like, I've never, I've never spoken before. I couldn't even say statistic. Yeah. And uh, Paige, the girlfriend, still makes fun of me for it. She says, "Well, say st- st- statistic," and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can't. Like you're supposed to be supportive in these things. No. I was like, holy cow! And mom's just looking at me like, "You're not my kid right now." <laughs> I'm like, I swear, I do interviews all the time. But if you have to say certain things perfectly, for sure, it's so hard. Yeah, like, you're like, like I, I'm a world class bull rider, not a not an actor. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there goes my movie career. <laughs> that is that. Yeah, it's tough, and that's what's so cool about podcasts. And in the beginning, I would be like, I gotta say something, I gotta say something. But then I kind of learned, like, I don't need to say anything. Now we can just talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah and no. that's what's. I think Joe Rogan's really helped that whole. I listen to about every single Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's like, man, I just listened to three hours. I don't know if I got anything out of it. But there's other, there's, there's just nuggets. Like mm-hmm. you've said little things this whole time. They're just like nuggets that someone's going to hear and they're going to grasp onto and be like, oh, that's it. Yeah. You don't have to take everything everybody says. 
I mean, if you one little thing helps, and what if that one little thing makes like makes the world? I mean, I don't know. I listen to quite a few podcasts myself, but I listen to a lot of funny ones while I'm yeah. driving. I'll tell you that. That's um, good. I got into Bob Does Sports. Oh, the girlfriend hates it. Okay. She's Bob not, Does Sports. I'll Bob Does Sports. It's just golf. I love golf. Yeah. I, there's nothing better. Um, something about bull riders and golfing. All of us golf. Interesting. And it gets really competitive, too. That's cool. So uh, we found this, and I uh, watched it a lot and listened to all the podcasts, and she gets mad. She's like, well, you like Bob more than you like me. And I was like, well, you don't go golfing. <laughs> like, I like you for different reasons. <laughs> like, Bob's funny. Come on. You're not laughing. And then she'll laugh and be like, see, you like Bob, too. And then she just shakes her head and walks off. That's awesome. Does she rodeo? Yep. She uh, runs barrels. So. Oh, cool. So we got barrel horses now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Those things are expensive. All horses are expensive, yeah, but true. I can't. I that's mean, true. I can't even imagine what's a, a good barrel horse. Uh, Hundred. Yeah. Hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah, like a one you're gonna go in on, and if you can train them and sell them for that, yeah. Oh, it's an all day deal. Like, it's pretty good. Pretty good life, actually. Yeah. It's just hard to sit through eight hundred barrel racers. But, yeah, but you do it with a smile. I have to. <laughs> it's really cool. Has she ever done anything else like, you know, goat roping or or what? Is it, goat goat tying? What is? Uh, yeah, goat tying. She won state goat tying I think twice. That's really Idaho. cool. So, she's uh she's pretty athletic. So, we need to get her some workouts. Hmm. I don't think she's doing. She's no. not much for working out. Yeah. No. no. She she watches me. Yeah. She's Heck like, yeah. Keep going. All right. Sounds good. Good support. Yeah. That's important. Exactly. It's like, I'm still sleeping. I see that. (laughs) So I woke up to do that podcast yesterday uh, for Will Rasmussen, and she's like, you woke up and you were too loud. I'm like, I was on a podcast. What are you, (laughs) like, what am I supposed to do, whisper on the phone? I was like, I left the room. So it was just, it was remote? Like, Uh, so it was on your your phone? Yeah, he just called. That's cool. It was a podcast slash uh, radio show. Oh, sweet. That, so it was, went good. I mean, I was a little tired at the start, but at yeah. the end we were rolling. Yeah, you didn't have a Celsius to drink. That's what we yeah. needed. I know. Gotta get a fridge of those. I started drinking those because it was on Bob Does Sports too, and then I was, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. They're good. Oh, they're awesome. I, I haven't, I don't sleep that well, so I've kind of cut out energy drinks over the last few weeks, and I miss it. Cause they're just so good. They are. Uh, I don't. I don't drink pop hardly anymore. That's so. cool. Because I drink a lot of pop. You like, do. I'll, I'll by about three or four p.m. I'll stop because mm-hmm. I'm. You know, I need to get the caffeine out of my system before yeah. bed. But the all. It's like a Idaho Utah thing. I think it's <laughs> Mormons and coffee or something. But they, um, the the pop shops that oh, like they make yeah, the. So I always so get a great. Diet Mountain Dew, a sugar-free peach and mango, and it it's heavenly. Wow, they are good. It's yeah. so good. But I want to get a, a trailer, call it Tacos and Pop, and just have tacos and pop. And pop. They're specially made pops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Yeah, and it doesn't take much to make them. You, you yeah. should put a fountain in your van. That would be sweet. <laughs> it's the worst coaching advice. Yeah, ever. I was going to say. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad coming from the coach. But yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's kind of whatever. <laughs> Work harder, drink more pop. Yeah. Sounds good. yeah, you don't burn enough in eight <laughs> seconds to <laughs> got to switch the diet, but no, that's awesome. Um, really, I appreciate your time, and yeah, no problem. If you ever need anything, reach out, and um, I know people love listening to this. So 
I hope so. Hopefully someone learned something. Heck yeah. It was at least fun talking and exactly. hanging out. So that's I all that matters. Totally agree. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good luck this season and uh hope you hope you get number one. Thank you. It's only three only three places away. Yeah, we got ten bulls left. Here we go. Heck yeah. Good luck, man. We'll see you.